Welcome to the PS Younger Self Podcast, where we talk to inspirational entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creators from around the world to discuss how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. But before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you guys that Dreaminar Summit is this Saturday, June 20th. Yes, I am so excited for our incredible lineup of Dreamliners who will share some deep insights on some uncommon and unique practices in personal growth through mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation. Plus, you'll enjoy a rejuvenating guided yoga and experience an immersive healing sound bath ceremony from an internationally recognized sound therapist. Are you guys excited? Because I am. It will be a Saturday very well spent at home. But if you want and you can't watch it live, don't worry. You can still purchase your tickets at thedreaminar.com and reserve your spot to watch the summit post-event anytime you want. So I hope to see you guys all there. And oh, if you haven't already, be sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you're loving it, leave me a review. I won't ask you for a five-star review, just your honest one. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of P.S. Younger Self. My guest today is a fearless triathlete who has raced in Olympic distances and even completed an Ironman 70.3. And while fitness has always been part of her lifestyle, it wasn't until a life-changing illness that she experienced while working in the corporate finance world, she completely did a 180 and redesigned her life and career in wellness. Today, she leads her life both personally and professionally with a common thread in wellness and produces wellness events at an exclusive women's network club in London called the Merit Club, which is where we met. And she also advises wellness startups on business development and strategy. So I'd like you to please meet my special guest and friend, Marina Spevek, who will be sharing her personal experience and talking to us about how we can listen to our bodies for optimal health. Welcome, Marina. Happy to have you here with me. Thank you so much. This was such a nice introduction. Thank you. I'm very happy and honored to be on this podcast. Yes, thank you so much. Of course. So we're talking about how to listen to our bodies. And I know you have a very personal experience that I want you to please tell us. Our current situation, you know, especially right now, has really put a spotlight on the importance of prioritizing our health and well-being, right? More than ever. But I'm sure you'll agree with me that most of us who lead very busy lives often neglect our health, which can have a really devastating impact in our lives. So can you take us back to that moment when you experienced this life-changing illness? And what was that exact moment when you realized that your body was signaling to you that something was really off? Sure. So that was really, like you said, a life-changing experience for me. Uh, both physically and emotionally and everything around that. So basically, uh, last December, something happened. Uh, I went on a cruise and then it was a cruise to the Bahamas, a three-day cruise. And then I came back from the cruise and went to the gym and I completely lost my balance. And I realized that something was off. Something was not okay. So the days were going and I continuously was 
feeling that feeling that I don't have balance. I, I completely lost my balance. So I started going to doctors and I got diagnosed with vestibular migraines. So this is a kind of like a migraine in the family uh, of migraines that is, is not a headache. It's basically a disease that, that affects your, your balance system. So yeah, that was basically what I was living. And I'm going to give a little bit more details uh, for about seven months. Uh, but just, I think the most important part is, is how did it all happen? Uh, so just a year before that, I changed careers into a career that I was really, really um, happy to go into, which was sales and business development for a competitive bank. And I was very happy to get that job. And the objectives were so high. Um, and I remember I was just running like a hamster, just trying to do so much. You know, uh, today we're measured by how much we achieve and how busy we are. You know, everyone is like, if you're really busy and, and if they see you everywhere, you must be successful. You know, so that's what you're trying to do. Right. That's what everyone is trying to do. So I was trying to, you know, be at all the events I could and, and you know, meet the people and, and drive business. And my objectives were really high. I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to achieve those objectives. And basically what I didn't realize is that, as you mentioned before, you know, I was a very active triathlete. But right now with this new job, I started neglecting, you know, everything I was doing outside the job and just focused all, all my energies on that. Um, so I kind of slowed down my training, which actually helped me release the stress um, and focused everything on that job. And that actually harmed me. So because I was not releasing the stress and just accumulating it, it actually was the thing that brought me to, to, to that disease. So, yeah, I had some signs just before, you know, just before having having that crisis I woke up one morning a month before that and my heart was beating fast. I had palpitations um, and I was like, what's going on? You know, I had shivers on, on my skin and I was like, what's happening? You know, like those things are not normal. I don't usually have them. Mm -hmm. um, and then a few days later, I had like a rash on my stomach and I was like, what is that? What is that all about? Uh, so I went to the doctor and she said, oh, don't worry. This is called petisis rosea and it's actually... It's stress related, but it's going to go away in 16 weeks. Uh, and all I heard and all of that was it's going to go away in 16 weeks, not it's stress related, which I should have listened to and I should have slowed down, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, so this, this, these were basically signs, you know, that I didn't listen to and continued, continued running and continued, uh, you know, trying to achieve so much and, 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 and spreading myself way too thin. Uh, and that's what's basically brought me to, you know, that crisis and, and stress really affecting my life and, and bringing me to that illness. Wow. I mean, you said so many things there in terms of the signs. I mean, first of all, it was being out of balance, right? Which you probably figured this is not normal. But some of the other signs that you mentioned, I feel that like, especially stress, you know, like we experience these things, but we often dismiss it because we're always in this, especially, you know, like I was saying that people who lead very busy lives, they just are in this constant autopilot. And like you were saying, are so just focused on the objectives of the day, the objectives of work or whatever deadline that we need to be meeting that we just 
you know, let it go and neglect thinking, oh, it's just stress related. And I thought that was really interesting, Marina, that, you know, you went to this doctor and she she just even kind of sounded, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, that like she was kind of dismissing it, like, oh, it's just stress related, no big deal. Yes. And that's dangerous. Stress is such a silent killer. And like, if we don't listen to and realize and manage our stress level, you know, I, I know there are healthy amounts of stress that we need to have and, and it's normal. It's our own body's fight or flight, like reaction to things. But when we neglect it and just kind of let it go, like no big deal attitude, it can really build up and wreak havoc on our, our physical well-being. Absolutely. And and mental well-being, right? Yes, yes. And like you mentioned, you know, it's very important to have a certain amount of of stress. I don't think that we should call it stress. I think we should call it like motivation or drive. It's very important to have that. Mm. Uh, But when it's really stress, I think think it's important to have this kind of drive in your life and to have certain amounts of healthy, you know, healthy pressure, let's call it. But it's very, very important to know how to manage it and and to release that stress. You know, it's okay to have high objectives. It's okay to want more from life. I'm totally all for that. But, you know, we also need to know how to release those things and how to, you know, let our body calm down. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about those things. Uh, But definitely, you know, so many diseases today are caused by stress and, you know, call it vestibular migraines or call it burnout. You know, you know, it's basically the same thing because I brought my body to the place where it just shut down. For me, it came out as a, as a balance kind of disorder. Right. Uh, But basically what, what happened was, is that my body just shut down. My body just stopped functioning. It told me, so many times, Marina, listen, like something is not okay, but I completely ignored it. So it just had to shut down on me for me to take the time to say, okay, something is not okay. You know, I pushed too hard. I've done too much. Um, so now I really need to take the time to kind of slow down, unwind, bring my body back to the point where I can function and I can, you know, yes, have like a good stress, but also know how to release it again and in physical activity and other things that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And when you say like your body shut down, you know, I know what you mean, but are you referring to also like literally besides these signs that you said you, you saw and you experienced such as the rashes, the headaches out of balance. Are you also literally referring to the fact that like you physically could not go to work anymore, do the work anymore? Like, did you have that type of experience of shutting down? Not that one is less or, or, or more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So whenever that happened, you know, um, the first day, you know, I went to work and I was walking in the street and I remember everything was moving. Like literally the feeling you feel is you walk on a mattress. So try to imagine yourself walking on a mattress. This is basically the feeling I felt for seven mm. months, 24 seven, I would wake up during the night and I felt mm. like the mattress was moving under me. So basically you feel kind of the feeling that I felt on a cruise, like the boat is rocking, 
but that yeah. feeling kind of stayed with me. So yeah, absolutely. Imagine just sitting in front of a screen and seeing the screen moving. Like my job was half computer-based sitting at my screen and half developing business at events. So standing on my high heels with a glass of wine. And when you feel so dizzy, it's kind of, you feel a little bit drunk in a way. So imagine like, I didn't even want to drink that wine. I didn't even <laughs> want to go to those events and talk to people. I felt like I just wanted to lie down on the couch. And even then I felt dizzy. So, you know, like it completely changed me. The month to come completely changed me as a human. You know, I stopped going out. I, after two months like that, I spoke to my manager and I said, look, I can't do it anymore. It's been two months. I need to take time off. I cannot work like that. Just walking to work, which for me was 15 minute walk. I was scared to fall because I was completely out of balance. So it affected my life in such a way that, you know, I'm, I was such an active person and it completely grounded me. It changed my mood. I was not happy to see my friends because no one understood what I was going through. Because when you're going through something like that, which is considered like kind of a mental illness in a way, because it's not physical, right? It's in my head. It's no one could see it. You know, it's a part of, 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 of burnout. It's a part of, you know, it's not like a broken arm that people can see and say, oh, you broke your arm. You know, it's really internal and it's very hard to diagnose. It's very hard to for people to be compassionate with you because they don't see like people saw I was walking yeah. a bit crooked, you know, but, you know, people were like, oh, like, are you OK? They did realize that I changed. My mood changed. I was much more like edgy, you know, everything irritated me. Yeah. Just because I wasn't myself anymore. I wasn't myself. I wasn't that happy person. Like I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't, you know, every morning I woke up and it was like Groundhog Day again. I was like, am I going to be okay this morning? No, I would open my eyes and I would just step out of bed and I would be dizzy again, you know, and it was just like a, a never ending story. Wow. I actually really want to hone in on what you said here about your mood, because that's really interesting, but very important, actually, because we experience this too. When you think about it for a second, you don't really associate or assume that if your mood is regularly off per se, that it may be a sign that something is off with your body. Because actually, quite frankly, Marina, until you just mentioned it right, right now and talking through it, that my mood was off, like I, I didn't even want to go out or I just was not a happy person. I didn't realize that, wow, that actually could be a sign that maybe something is off with our body as opposed to just feeling that I'm you know, feeling blah today, or I'm just not in the, oh, you know, the comments saying, I'm just not in the mood, you know, so not to directly associate that every time you feel that way, maybe something is off. But I think really, really honing in and understanding that if you are consistently experiencing that your mood is off, well, maybe that could be a signal as well. That yes, absolutely. And there's other signals like, you know, loss of appetite, uh, you know, just whenever you see things changing for you, but sometimes it's so hard to see things that change about us. It's very hard to like, you know, recognize those things. So sometimes it also helps when someone else tells you, you know, oh, Marina, like, really, you're, you're usually don't react this way. Or are you okay? Like some you seem off, you know, we need to be more sensitive to those comments. Sometimes it's we take them badly. 
we take them as if someone is judging us. We get so defensive. Yes. But I think that it's the best gift because sometimes you're so, you know, you're in that loop, you're in that race and you don't recognize that, that certain things are changing. Your behavior is changing. I think that's the biggest sign that something is off. You know, you're not being yourself. Uh, Something is definitely off. You know, that's when you need to like sit down and say, okay, one second, wait, like something is not okay here. Am I not paying attention? Am I really like going to hit a wall, you know? Mm. Yeah, that was actually a good point too, Marina, that when uh, people, you know, especially those close to you or those that you often see, let's say you are working in an office in in a corporate environment like you were, and if your colleagues who see you all the time, just make a small comment, you know, that, oh, you seem a little off today. And like we were saying, we're so quick to be defensive. I mean, I can raise my hand right now that I am certainly guilty of that because you don't want anyone to like think negatively of you or, or come across if they're judging. But if you put that ego aside and think, oh, wow, you know, this is a person who sees me every day and, and making this comment, okay, maybe let me let me reflect for a second maybe so that was a really good point as yeah, well because you don't want to look vulnerable you know like it's so especially especially in the finance world everything in those industries you know finance law those those big industries with a lot of money you know you don't want to seem vulnerable you don't want to seem like as if you have a problem or something is wrong that's why there's so much stigma around mental health and everything related to that, you know, we all need to play every day, like the best version of ourselves and pretend like nothing is wrong. And we're on our A game every single day. And sometimes it's not the case. You know, everyone has their struggles, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, you know, sometimes, you know, we have challenges and, and we go through things and it's just people are, 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 they, they're not, getting vulnerable they don't talk about those things so yeah it brings back to the point of you know you're you don't want to get judged so you just put your poker face and you i'm saying you but i mean us in general uh, that everything is okay and we're strong and we can just you know take more and i used to ask for more i'm like yeah give me more work i can do it i can do it like i can do anything i can come home like at 10 p.m. five times a week, you know, and and my boyfriend back then used to tell me, like my husband today, he used to tell me, you know, Marina, like I'm having dinner with a plant for three days already. Like maybe you should come home. Like it's okay. All those events are (laughs) are good. But, you know, it's been three days. I have dinner with a plant and, you know, it's not cool. But, you know, Mm -hmm. for me, I was like, it's okay. It's my job and I need to do it and I need to develop and I need to push and I'm young and I need to do it now. But, you know, these, again, you know, like you said, the people around us, you need to listen. You need to be a bit more sensitive. They want the good for you. So how did you learn to tune into your body, Marina, and listen? Because this is, I mean, let's be frank. This is not something that we were taught. I mean, I certainly was not taught how to listen to our body and observe and be cognizant of these signs that our body may give us. So, and also from your perspective, like what does listening to your body mean? Yeah. So for me, it all started when I started my healing process. So, you know, after doing some tests and after for a few months, I got diagnosed and I started a treatment. So 
the treatment involved supplements. It involved a preventive medication for migraines. But migraines is, is such a disease that it doesn't have a treatment like as in like you take a pill and it helps you. You can prevent a migraine, you know, but you cannot treat it, unfortunately, yet. So for me, I did a lot, a lot, a lot of research around it. And I found a whole community of people with migraines and dealing with all kinds of different um, symptoms within that area. And actually, I was really lucky to find that book that is called Heal Your Headache by David Bullocks, I think his name, if I'm pronouncing it right. And that book kind of opened my eyes into a whole new universe. And I found this community, uh, both on Facebook and Instagram, and this very lovely girl whose name is Alicia Wolf that wrote a book that is called The Dizzy Cook with all kinds of, of recipes, actually. There's a whole diet that helps um, with migraines. But I'm saying all of this because it's, it's actually leading me to my, to my healing process. So there wasn't one thing that wasn't just tuning into my body. There was a whole package of things I did to heal. One of them was tuning into my body. So basically, I also went to see a neurologist who then prescribed me a medication. And I asked her, I said, am I going to have to take this for the rest of my life? Like, is this because I read that this disease is, is chronic? There's people battling this for 20 years and it's like part of their life. But I couldn't see it. I could not accept it that this is going to be a part of my life forever. So I asked her and she said, Marina, you need to calm down. These were exactly her words. You need to calm down and it's going to go away. So these words just resonated in my head. And I said, what does that mean? Calm down. What does that mean? You know, I'm such an active person. I'm such like, and I was so eager to heal. And she said, you need to take the time to heal. You will figure it out. And that day I went home and I said, you know what? I'm actually going to give it everything I have. So at that moment, I started doing a lot of research and I started that diet. Actually, I eliminated a lot of foods out of my diet to help me. I started meditating. Um, I started kind of like, so by tuning in, I mean, actually sitting and just breathing. So that was the first step for me. You know, even though I was dizzy sitting on the couch, I closed my eyes and I was breathing. I was breathing. I took the time to calm my nerve system. So everything I was doing for the last, I think, six months, you know, it was just aggravating my nervous system. And I was always under stress, constant stress. You know, I would wake up in the morning, rush to work, and I would get home at 10 p.m. and go to bed and wake up with palpitations. And it was like a never ending thing. Whereas now, actually, these words calm down. I said, okay, what does that mean to me even? And just by sitting and breathing, I started visualizing myself healthy again. You know, I visualized myself walking in the street and not needing to grab a wall. I visualized myself running again. I visualized myself biking again and, and you know, going to yoga. And slowly, 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 I started going to yoga. So I signed up. So I, at that point I wasn't working. I took like a long-term leave um, to just, you know, take care of myself. And I took a membership at that yoga studio next to my house and the walk was 10 minutes. 
And about the first two weeks were really hard. It was very hard for me to walk alone for those 10 minutes. I was scared to fall in the street. And when I got to class, I told the teacher, I said, look, I have balance problems right now. And it's possible that I do some of the postures seated. But, you know, I was kind of putting the effort. I was putting the effort. I was changing my mindset. You know, I was telling myself, Marina, you're healthy. Marina, you're healthy. I would write it down on a piece of paper. So all this together with just taking the time to breathe and and just by tuning in, I mean, is basically just sit down and, and breathe and listen to myself inside is that's what I was trying to do. And to tell my body, you're able to heal. We're going to do it together. You're able to heal. You know, I'm not going to harm you anymore. I'm not going to run again like a hamster. I'm taking the time I need, but I'm going to heal. I was convinced of that. And it actually happened. It actually happened. All this together, um, you know, of course, the supplements and the doctor and, and doing the exercises, it did help me heal. But it took time. It took definitely took time. Wow. Now, what really stood out for me there, one of the salient things that you specifically mentioned, actually two things, but is the breathing method as well as telling yourself that you are going to get better. Like this was a common practice. And this goes to really speaks volumes because Recently, I had the episode with the mindset coach. She's phenomenal, Adelaide Goodeve. But she speaks to how we can rewire our brain just with our thoughts. And because our brains doesn't know the difference between what's real and imaginary. And it's these positive thoughts that we can say to ourselves by which can strengthen our neural pathways that need to be strengthened. And that's what you were doing by telling yourself that, Marina, I'm going to get better. Marina, like I, I feel better. And these types of just thinking in and telling yourself, it actually worked to probably rewire your brain and to heal as well as obviously combining with this breathing. I think so many people, um, and this is something that I've been trying to practice through my meditation practice, but there's, there's science and it's actually really commonly used practice from like the Navy SEALs I hear. Um, they have a specific method of breathing that they do called box breathing. No, I have never done that kind of breathing. No, but I, in my meditation and yoga classes, sometimes we do different kinds of, of breathing, but specifically that one not, didn't have a chance to try it yet. Yeah, yeah, me either, but I've just been hearing a lot about it. But regardless, just any type of breathing where you're really conscious and listening to your breath and the rhythm to it as is exactly scientifically proven that it actually helps to, you know, not only release your stress, but calm your mind and help uh, tune into your body. So those are really powerful things that really stood out for me that you spoke of. So do you practice tuning into your body on a daily basis? Is this like a daily practice or is it just like a light switch, Marina? Is it turned on when you realize that something is off? Well, before before I was sick, I never really practiced meditation. 
I did practice yoga for a few years before that. And we did a little bit of meditation, uh, you know, just kind of at the end of the class. But it was really with this, with this life-changing experience is that I really had to stop and rethink my life, rethink my energy levels, rethink how I was like living. And basically, you know, I've done so many things. I just mentioned a few of them, but I've done so many things to heal, um, including, you know, like all kinds of acupuncture and osteopath and, and physio and name it. I've done it all really. Um, but yes, I did have to introduce new routines. And I told myself that I'm going to make sure that once I heal, this will never happen again. Right now, I'm much more in tune with my body. And there's some days that I feel like I'm tired or I'm pushing a bit too hard. And I take a step back. There's no one day that I feel like, oh my God, I'm going to get to that limit again. I'm much more in tune with my body now. And I listen and I know that nothing in this world is worth it for me to get to that state again. Because it's it takes time to get there. You know, it doesn't happen. It feels like it happens in a spot. But it didn't. It's a buildup. And it takes even longer to get out of that state. So right now, there's no way that I'm going to bring myself there again. So I'm very sensitive. I don't let things stress me. And even when there is stress, like healthy stress at work and just in general, things happen. Uh, you know, I make sure to release it. So I have a morning routine where I, you know, don't touch my phone as I wake up. The first thing I do is like I shower and I make myself a nice cup of coffee and I read a few pages of a book. So, you know, this is kind of where I tell my brain that I put myself, you know, kind of inspiring books. So I tell my brain, you know, this is basically I'm starting it calmly. I'm not waking up and it's go, 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 you know, like swiping the Instagram or, or just checking what other people are doing. This is basically how you bring your body to a, to a state situation because already you feel like maybe you're behind that someone else is doing more. No, I'm starting in my own rhythm. You know, I read a few pages of a book. I learn something. I get inspired and then I do a little meditation. I write down my gratitude list. I'm honest. I don't follow that every single day, but I do read my book every single day. Um, and I meditate at least 10 minutes and just, you know, by meditating, I mean, sometimes I'll listen to a guided meditation. Sometimes I'll purely put some like just nice relaxing music of, of like nature sounds and I'll breathe for 10 minutes. Honestly, it's so powerful. And I feel like so many people like, take it for granted. You know, they're like, I'm not meditating. They don't want to associate themselves with that because they're scared of the word, but it's, it's such a big word for something that means breathing. You know, it has so many things. I'm not underestimating meditation, but for me specifically, most days it's really just breathing. It's just taking the time to deep, to breathe deep and calm your nerve system. And that's it. And then I start my day and, and, so much calmly, um, you know, and, and I'm just conscious all day long. I'm just conscious when I feel my heart beating faster. I'm like, Whoa, what's going on? You know, I take a, I take a glass of water. I walk a little bit. I make sure that I don't get myself to the state where my body is like agitated, you know, this it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to go to those states. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And what I love about what you said there is all these steps that you take in your morning. And I'm a big believer in a strong morning routine as well. I'm pretty regimented and I do a lot of the same things that you mentioned. But a good morning routine really primes you for the rest of your day. Like, especially when you, when you say not looking at your phone, this was something that was big for me as well, Marina, that I am also have been the type of person who immediately looks at my phone as soon as I wake up, or even I'll be very honest in the middle of night when I like wake up sometimes, I, cause my phone is there as my alarm. Um, and I'll look at the phone. But what I realize what we're doing in that moment is we're being very reactive. And then we set ourselves up, especially it's when it's the first thing that you look at in the morning, which is probably many of us, is that you then become reactive, your body, your mind immediately. And then you set yourself up for everybody else's agenda as opposed to what you're doing of this beautiful morning routine that you have is you're calming yourself, you're centering yourself, and you're listening to and tuning into in those very important moments of the of the day in the morning. All right, what do I want to do? What is what body is telling me? And these are things, especially in a meditation practice, which I swear by, gives us the opportunity is when we shut everybody and every other distraction out and then give the time to ourselves. So I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right with that. And you mentioned something very, very powerful, you know, living by someone else's agenda. I think so many of us do actually, you know, just because it's society, it's society. We always try to impress. We always try to, you know, how is this person going to think of me? And how is that person going to, you know, think of me? But this is exactly what brought me to the point of crisis. Yes. Because I was caring so much about how other people were going to perceive me and my work and my efforts. Whereas now and today, I don't care what other people think of me, you know, to the point Mm -hmm. of like, I just block it in my head. It's, it's wrong to say that I don't care. We all care at a certain degree, no, I but I block it in my head. I cannot let them affect my mood and affect the way I do things. You know, it's very important to set those boundaries. And I think that a lot of people that go through something as life changing as illness and things like that, they learn to set those kind of boundaries even firmer than the regular people because we're so scared about how other people are going to perceive us. But for me, someone who lived something so big, I cannot bring myself to the state where something like that can happen again. So I know that I got myself there because I was trying to, you know, live up to the expectations of my boss, live up to the expectations of my parents, you know, working in finance and being that overachiever. And today A year and a half later, I finally follow my goals. I finally follow my dreams. I changed careers. I'm in the well-being sector now. I finally follow my own agenda and my own goals. And by living that kind of way, I feel so much healthier, you know? And for me right now, there's things that are non-negotiable. You know, right now, I will not give up my yoga because I know that that does well to me. So there's no reason why I should do that. 
I know that working is very important and I produce work, but I still find time to get in the things that do well to me. So I think it's very important to sit down. And even like, you know, when I say meditating and when I say, you know, those morning routines is very, very important on a daily basis to ask yourself questions when you do those things. It's like, you know, you need to ask yourself what really matters to me? Like, what am I trying to achieve? Am I doing this to satisfy someone or am I doing this for my own benefit? Am I doing this to achieve my goals and dreams? Because if you do that to achieve your own goals and dreams, you're not in a race with no one. So there's no reason why you're going to put yourself through so much stress. You're allowed to do that in your own rhythm and you're allowed to incorporate things like, you know, um, self, uh, self-care and, and, and things that do well to you, you know, like exercise and movement is, is an essential part of my life, essential part of my, of my day. You know, like I go for runs and I do yoga and those things are non-negotiable, even if it's half an hour, even if it's, you know, I know that it does well for my mental health. It does well for my, my physical health. So those things are a priority. And everything else around it is is extra, you know, like I'm very grateful for my new job. But in the morning, even if I squeeze 10, 20 minutes of yoga, you know, to me, it's it's perfect. It sets the vibe. It sets the day. I feel good in my body. So it's very, very important, you know, to just just going to say it once again, you know, follow our own agenda and 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 stop you know, getting stressed over what other people think about you because everyone's always going to have an opinion. You know, even when I was sick, people had an opinion. It's like, really, like, are you really sick, you know, or is it in your head? Everyone always is going to have an opinion. Yeah. But it's it's very important to to stick to your own truth and, and follow, really follow what you think is best for you. Girl, you are speaking my language 100% about following your own agenda. I mean, quite frankly, that is exactly why and how I founded PS Younger Self is this idea that, you know, we are constantly conditioned by our external factors, everything from our culture to our society to our family to our workplace, everything, 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 everything. And we become immune to it and start living our lives from other people's agenda because that's what we're conditioned to do until we come into ourselves. And and I love, I really want to hone in here on asking yourself what are these questions that answer what your true intuition are, what you truly believe that makes you feel good. What do you want to do? And I think that was why I really wanted to focus there on on these questions is ask yourself these questions is even just saying it right now, it sounds like something you can take so lightly, but no, I think if you actually take time for yourself, and again, we spoke about this earlier, is that unless we create these routines and put into practice to tune into our body, we can be an autopilot. And, you know, I don't know about you, Marina, but even though I have these healthy practices now in, in my life, I'm not perfect. There are definitely days where I, I probably am still reacting to the environment and maybe in autopilot mode. But when we take a moment to step away for a second 
and then ask these questions, like you said. I really, really love that. And that's when you take a moment to yourself and these your body gives you these signals and you really tune in. Yeah, but no one is perfect. You know, it's it's good to have a routine and it's something you can, you know, follow. But of course, we're not robots. We cannot do this like 365 days, you know, a year. It's okay to have off days. You just, we need to make sure that after so many off days, we go back into like a healthy routine. You know, it's okay to have one or two days where we, you know, um, a, a rush a little bit or do things, but we need to have in the back of our mind, what is really, you know, what is really does well to us and, and follow that uh, rather than, you know, just go, 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 which is, which is the regular path everyone would, would go. But not a lot of people take the time, actually. I think, I think it's really a choice more than anything else, I would say. It's the choice to ask yourself those questions what do you really want? What are you trying to achieve? You know, and to take the time and space to, you know, do well for yourself. So I think this is basically the most important thing is that you need to choose to do that. You cannot expect someone else to choose for you. It's your choice. And if you decide to do things that do well for you, you're going to see the consequences. And it's okay to have days that we slip as long as overall, you understand what you want and you understand what, what is good for you. And just, it just centers you. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, we are in the driver's seat of how we want to create our life. So I want to ask you the most important question. So Marina, if you've obviously had a lot of, um, you know, powerful experience here and uh, have healed yourself and I so appreciate you telling your personal story that I know many of us can relate to or glean some helpful information, but if you can go back to younger self and it could be any age in your past, what would be that one piece of advice that you would want to leave with her so that she is always reminded to live in the present moment and, as we both strongly believe, to live on our own terms? Yeah, so definitely after after what I went through, if there was one piece of advice I can give my younger self is tune in to myself earlier, you know, listen to the signs be able to recognize them because my body was talking to me. I did have all the signs and I chose to ignore them. So, you know, if I can influence one person on this planet, you know, by this podcast to stop, if you see something wrong, if you see something with your body, that is someone telling you something about your behavior, listen, try not to ignore the signs because you're going to hit that wall. So really this is this is the best advice i could i could give you is is really tune in listen try to you know put your ego aside stop running in that hamster thing where you try to please everyone else and ask yourself what do you really care about what is going to make you happy you know to live your life on your own terms you can do it everyone can do it if i was able to heal myself everyone is able to do that but the most important and, and best thing is not to get there. So you don't need to heal yourself. But, you know, to st- try to stop it before it gets to that point. We're very powerful. Our mind is super powerful. 
our bodies are extremely powerful. And if you're able to recognize that before it's too late, you're going to really be a hero. Mm, Great. So please tell us if um, our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, to connect with you, hear more about your story and some of the work that you're doing in wellness. And oh, obviously, um, and if you're in London, to hear about all the great wellness events that you're doing um, with Merit Club, please tell us how they can connect with you. Sure. So I have two accounts. You can either connect me uh, on Instagram. My personal account is at Spevak. So my last name, S-P-E-V-A-K. Or I also have my uh, professional account, which is Fearless Wellbeing. Uh, And it would be my pleasure to connect with you and answer any questions. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Marina. It was such a delight having you here. Thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of PS Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.